Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. So how's it going? How is your life going with this whole thing of fearing not? Okay, The scripture tells us repeatedly to not fear, to not fear, and not fear. And it's talking to those who are believers. Okay, Those who, who have faith in the Lord. Those who are the people of the Lord. We live in the day now, though, when the world is doing everything it can to instill fear within us. To literally incite fear within us. <clears throat> to lie, to manipulate, to take information. I just saw a thing a while ago. We're one of the top, top, top three national news broadcasts, CBS, on uh, one of their news broadcasts, showed the inside of a hospital ward and how horrible it was with all the people in there that were dying and everything. But somebody observed something. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I've seen that before. Turns out it was a picture inside of a hospital ward in Italy. Well, that's, that's bad and that's horrific, but there's reasons that the things that are happening in Italy are happening in Italy. CBS was saying that this was in New York City. They were saying this is the pandemonium because of this so-called pandemic that's taking place. We're in the middle of the coronavirus thing at the time of this recording. And so uh, it was just a lie. It's all just to sit there to incite fear. The world wouldn't do that. And that's the reason the Lord has told us to do not fear. We have so many examples in the scripture, and I'm just pulling some of these out. And I want to go to Joshua 8 today. We looked in the, <coughs> the first chapter of Joshua, the last couple of episodes. But three times in the balance of the book, um, God tells them to do not fear. I mean, just listen to this first verse of Joshua chapter 8. Now the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear or be dismayed. Take all the people of war with you and arise and go up to Ai. See, I have given into your hands the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. Verse 2. You shall do to Ai and his king just as you did to Jericho and his king. You shall take only his spoil and his cattle as plunder for yourself. Set an ambush for the city from behind it. So God is telling him to go up to Ai and to take Ai. Well, why in the world would Joshua fear taking Ai? The Lord tells him that he wants him to do the same thing that he did with Jericho. Does that mean he wants him to march around and do all that? No. He says, I want you to go up there and have victory. So why would there be any fear of being dismayed related to that? Well, this is a great example of why you need to know the context of what's happening. In the previous verse, okay, in the previous verse, they had attempted to take Ai. And they had been defeated. Whoa. Well, why was that? <clears throat> well, I think there's two basic things the Scripture tells you in the seventh chapter, if you go back and read that. And if you're not familiar with it, if you haven't read it in a while, go read the seventh chapter of Joshua to see what happened there. But they were to go take this place called Ai. They send spies up there. The spies come back and say, hey, we don't need to take everybody. It's just a little bit of place. Send up two or 3,000 soldiers. We can knock this place off real quick. Guess what? They got beat. They were defeated. Well, why? Well, there's a couple of reasons. First of all, their pride and their hubris and their arrogance. They were actually believing that it was they themselves that were having the victory rather than the Most High God. You know, when they're sitting there saying, hey, we don't need everybody. The passage I just read to you, it says, I've given you 
the king into hand into your hand. God told Joshua to take all the people of war. Don't just take some of them, but all of them. I think there's a picture here for us as the body of Christ about how we need one another, each and every one, to do and to be what we're supposed to be. But really, the the second reason is the more important reason. Let me read Joshua 7, uh, verse 1 to you. It says, But the sons of Israel acted unfaithfully in regard to the things under the ban. In other words, God banned certain things from them. said, You cannot have these things. Don't take these things. Well, here's what happened. Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah from the tribe of Judah, took some of the things under the ban. Therefore, the anger of the Lord burned against the sons of Israel. And you'll see that account in chapter uh, 7. What happened is one man took some stuff the first time they went in, and he hid it. Okay, he hid some stuff, stuff he should not have had. He and his family wound up paying a high price for it. They died. The entire people of the Lord wound up being defeated because of it. So now, God is telling Joshua to do what? Hey, I don't want you to fear. I want you to go and take Ai. Here's the principle. Here's what really struck me about this this morning. Yes, we're not to fear. We're not to be in dismay. But folks, just because you may have tried something before, and it failed. Don't fear and don't be dismayed. If God is the one that's telling you to do it, go forth and try again. First time, they were a little too full of themselves. Pride, hubris comes before the fall, right? The first time, somebody among them had done evil in relationship to the Lord, and the wrath of the Lord was poured out upon them, and the Lord allowed them to be defeated. This time, Lord is saying, don't fear. Go ahead. I've given this city. I've given this people to you. I've given this land to you. Is that what the Lord is saying to each and every one of us who are believers? That there are people, and there's a city, and there's a land that he's given us. Not from the point of view where we can say, oh, I owe this 40 acres over here. But it's a point of influence. It's a point within the spirit realm that the Lord has granted to each and every one of us to where we have the impact, where we have uh, the ability to come and to lead people into the kingdom. God tells him exactly how to do it. He says, I want you to set an ambush for the city behind it. Then when you read the rest of chapter uh, 8 right here, you find out how they did it. You find out how they set the ambush and you find out how they were victorious because they listened to the word of the Lord. Now, we don't really have an account. God doesn't tell them exactly, well, from the account at least, how to do every detail of it. He just says, set an ambush for the city. And then when you read the account, you find out what Joshua and the people of war, what they did and how they set the ambush. That's how God does things within his kingdom. You see it all the way back to the beginning of the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden wasn't the entirety of earth. The Garden of Eden was a very defined area by four rivers, etc. You know, Genesis tells us that. But then God looks at Adam and Eve and he says, I want you to go and be fruitful and multiply and subdue the world. He wanted them to join with him in taking the Garden of Eden all over the world. The Lord chooses to operate this way and chooses to function this way and calling us to work hand in glove with him, for lack of a better picture, to be his vessels to expedite and execute what he desires here on earth. So do not fear. Do not be dismayed, particularly 
if you had tried before at that which you think God wanted you to do, but you failed. Examine yourself, you know, see where you might need to correct some things, repent, confess of some things. Do not fear, do not be dismayed, go forward again, listen to the word of the Lord and see what he does. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.